Hey there, this episode is with William Perry Moore and Stacy Meyer, both great friends of mine, almost like family. I love these two to death. We're going to talk about bands and music and ideas and just, we're really just sitting down, drinking a bunch of whiskey, having a good time. Uh, this ended up going way longer than I expected, uh, over two hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut this episode in half. So you'll get the first half this week, the next half next week. So we'll start it off with the intro. What do you know? It's the Tony Joe Show with my dad, Tony Joe. Okay. Cheers, Cheers. my brother. Cheers, darling. Cheers. Cling. <laughs> Okay, so I don't do like interview style. I just bullshit with my friends. That's pretty much. So this is what we normally do. Yeah, it's pretty much have a couple drinks, talk. Um, I'm going to kind of go through the. Have a good cry. Well, that comes at the end. But I want. I want to. <laughs> so much. Why do you live over there and I live over here? Perfect. <laughs> Keep it all. <laughs> I just wanted to go through like kind of our history. Yes, you know. So as we will start, I uh, I do this um, segment called Disbanded, and I highlight a band that I loved or I played with or something that had some kind of prevalence in my life. Yeah, um, and they're no longer. So I wanted to talk about uh, Veritas and. Ah kind of Verigimitas. <laughs> kind of just about the band um yeah no sad stories just positive light i want to kind of see if i can get people turned on to that which in turn may turn people on to the adarna yeah, turn, yeah. project for the ones who came before us for the ones left unabandoned the ones who hold tried and true even though they are disbanded, they are no more disbanded. But I'm bringing them back. Okay, guys, check this out. This is a song from Will's former band Veritas. I am going to play a song that has never really been released from an album that never has been released. So this is kind of a cool thing. Uh, you can get this on Spotify. So put it on your playlist and uh, listen up. This is a really great band. I'm super sad that uh, it didn't work out for these guys. But on the other hand, he did get some great music after these guys were disbanded. Okay, here it is. Veritas with Pretty. Track, let's start this bitch.
Veritas, we, I think, man, when did we start? We did, we started back in like 2005 or six back in LA. And then um, the band, we all met through Craigslist. And uh, we all came up to Seattle as part of, as uh, part of a recording, uh, basically a recording kind of uh, working with management. And, and uh, it changed our life being in Seattle, and it was it was fantastic. Uh, which in turn we made we toured a lot, we made lots of friends. We met you, mm-hmm. which was really cool, and we did. And uh, I don't our bands never played together. Is no, that right? No, that no. was that was my goal was to get my band to play with your band. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very stalker ish, <laughs> but uh, eventually it happened. Not with Veritas, but mm-hmm. with the Adarna. It did. I mean, you played. I mean, I feel like in a roundabout way, you played with almost all the members of Veritas in some way. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you must have worked with SXO, which was from... Yes. And then, uh, um, did you ever work with any of uh, the Slants or with... um, I uh, I booked the boys from the Slants, but I never actually got to play with them. Yeah, you should party with them, though. Yeah, that counts. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, that was our, our first meeting was just the band's... Um, and it was funny because, like, near the end of Veritas, uh, people started coming out of the woodwork and kind of, like, and being like they really wanted to, you know, be friends with us and and work with us more. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of coming near the end of it. And it was and it was just – I think it, the hardest part about it was uh, the band – we never released our record officially. Right. Not until we had disbanded um, years is it, later. Is it out there now? Yeah, yeah. It's on Spotify. So it's, okay. it's called White Lies and Pretty Poisons. Perfect. And it's amazing. It was always an amazing record. And the funny thing is when we first came to Seattle, it was already pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we needed to shop it. And uh, it just never, never saw the light of day. And we, we, I learned a very hard lesson, which I'm glad I, it, I've taken this from any band that I've ever done, been in since then, is that I don't tour without product. Uh, mm-hmm. And we toured for years without product. So we didn't, we had homemade shirts and pens and stuff like that, but we didn't really have CDs out. We didn't want people to have the CD until it was officially on a label. Um, and this caused a big rift for all of us because we all disagreed with it or agreed with it in various ways. Um, because, you know, we got done with the show instead of directing him to our merch booth to go and say, hey, pick up a copy of our CD and take us with you or look us up. Uh, it was. Now remember us. Remember our name. Right. It doesn't roll off your tongue. It's not like a, it's not it's not like a sweet sweet name. To be fair, neither is the Adarna. That doesn't really roll off your tongue either. But both of the bands they had very strong meanings, um, and uh, and had had changed a lot over time. Yeah. So to be fair, once once you know it and have it locked in your brain, it's impossible to forget. I mean, it's almost wiped off the face of the earth. It's it's funny. We've kind of fell in that. Uh, this weird space of time, because there's, I, I've noticed the space of time in the late 90s, basically the start of the MP3 generation, mm-hmm. uh, where, um, because once you're now, if you get onto some kind of digital distribution of some kind, you are across the board, you're immortal. You mm-hmm. are immortal. Your, your record right. now exists for all time and will be constantly traded among sources 
unless you say otherwise. So like every record that anybody makes now will always pop up on iTunes, CD Baby, and uh, Napster even. Mm-hmm. Fuck Napster. <laughs> 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 but uh, but we found this weird this weird category where we didn't we the stuff. I mean, we were pushing MySpace for God's sake. So that means everything about our social network. We had like thirty three thousand followers. And they are just gone. It's right. wiped off the face of existence. And, uh, of course, our website's down. And I think the only history that we you can actually find of us is maybe some random random YouTube clips. I mean, yeah. it, it really sucks just to be, like, purged from the earth from after all that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of MySpace, that's how I stalked you guys. I was, like, <laughs> messaging, oh, you guys are great. I want to play with your band. You're yeah. so cool. <laughs> when can we do a show together? And yeah. Yeah. It, that's crazy definitely i was a myspace stalker well that's 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 interesting you'd say that because um like with the adarna i'm i'm kind of the chief uh uh a guy who does all the social media stuff so mm-hmm. i feel like you were maybe talking with one of my other bandmates which was i was talking with ty yeah probably yeah. with ty yeah and uh ty dow for you listeners is a very talented musician and you should always follow him he's in disposable zeros right now which is a metallica tribute band but he was a former member of the slants international touring sensation so uh very very cool guy and one of my best friends so uh check him out tight out <laughs> uh, uh the uh what was i i lost my train i thought i was too busy i was too busy <laughs> sucking on this knob right there <laughs> all the time now oh he's so great <laughs> uh, but um yeah, what was his just saying here about the playing shows? Ah, I fucking forget it. <laughs> this is great. It's good whiskey, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, good times. Yeah, good times. no. So great, great band. It, they were really amazing. You were amazing. Um, what I would uh, also like to uh, kind of move on to is your next project, which was and is the Adarna. Yeah. Um, what made you kind of choose that name? I'm sure you've answered this a thousand times. No. And, you know, um, first off, like the thing I admire about you, not only as a friend and as a musician, is just your tenacity. Like the, put the ass in tenacity. Exactly. You do put the <laughs> ass in tenacity. But you like, you're firing on all cylinders. You're going harder and further than anybody I know as far as pushing your product out there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know anybody who's touring internationally besides you. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who's playing nearly as many shows besides you, maybe one or two. They're kind of close, but not really. Yeah. Um, You know, you do a lot of things with your band that I just think are fantastic. And I, I follow the leader. I'm like, oh man, Will's doing this. How can I put my spin on on that mm. and move forward with my projects? Right. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that's. I'm glad that's coming across that way because you know, I'm sure you. Yeah. Uh, I, I I constantly say the word immortal because it's it 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 terrifies me that I'm not working hard enough. And then what if what if all my accomplishments don't don't amount to anything that will last? Um, right. The and that I think that's my real fear is because I put so much into my art just like you put so much into your art and you want it to to live and be something and mean something to someone um and it takes uh it takes a real journey i mean i think it's f- first and foremost is finding people you connect with right. you know with with that um and then i exclusively work with people 
that I t- I trust. Mm-hmm. I I will give anybody a shot, but if you burn me once, you're we're done, and then I won't I won't <laughs> I won't work with them again. Um, and uh, I know that's that's kind of maybe naive, but I mean that's what keeps the positive energy and keeps it going. It's like you just you surround yourself with people you trust and believe in, mm-hmm. and ultimately who are people who I would argue are smarter than me. So. Uh, they're they're wiser, smarter, more caring, and they have something that I don't have, and I need to understand that. So I surround myself with them, so that maybe it'll rub off on me, you know, too. And I think what you might be recognizing is a conglomerate of positive vibes and good sensations from mm-hmm. everybody else around me, but not because it's exclusively me, because I feel like I'm just like everybody else. Right. But right. I know how to. I know when I see somebody cool, I'm just like. And, and cool is such a weird word. It's not cool. It's like, but you got, you know, that vibe, that thing that just kind of makes you go, yeah, that was a pleasant experience. That person did not suck the life force out of me talking right. to them. And it wasn't like even keels, like they brought me up. I'm like, I want to be around them. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, I, f- I feel like that's what we're trying to, trying to do. Surround ourselves with people that are uh, lifting things up. I think you are. I mean, <laughs> um, you do a lot of stuff that nobody does and you, you put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly like your music videos um thanks they're top notch i mean they're they're pro videos um you put a really professional um image out there um as as opposed to my silly videos that i put out there dude i love your videos i do love your videos they're really cool i mean uh Stacy from Furniture Girls nods along as well. She loves your, your videos too. <laughs> oh, I got a thumbs up. I got a thumbs up. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, they. I think they have an identity and a a persona that you're you're pushing. And I, understandably, I mean, I think this is just like comedians or actors or whatever. Right. They can't. They're not always twenty four seven. That is your character. I mean, we can't all be Ryan Reynolds. We're just like we're. Most of us are regular people who we have brilliant moments of where we can go and be funny or share mm-hmm. share this and we just push that hard but then just like anybody else we get we get tired and <laughs> right and just want to go and veg out and eat nachos no kidding Fucking no kidding nachos, hey man. do you have any like suggestions for like an up-and-comer like a little uh you know kid that just got out of high school starting his own band and he wants mm-hmm. to he wants to live the rock and roll dream um, do you have any like suggestions? Well, I mean, there's the, uh, I think there's a two, a two way to look at it. There's one, how to accomplish a goal of, if you're, if you're saying rock and roll dream, are we actually specifically talking about being a musician, like a, a rock and roll musician? Because some of the greatest musicians in the world are faceless geniuses. Right. Um, so in order to be the best at yours, your music that you possibly can be, you must take lessons. You have to take lessons. They are, uh, they will open your mind and they will, and you don't have to go and actually take the information and uh, use it, but it's better to have the information and mm-hmm. not use it. Uh, so that's one. But if you're talking about like you want I mean, you actually want to make a career out of it. Let's say it's a career, like you want to make money out of it. Then you need to be, you need to realize, you need to set goals for yourself. And I'm not saying like, like I'm going to be making in 10 years, uh, a billion dollars. Okay. That's a really big goal. Let's, let's, let's take it down quite a notch. Let's say, how about in five years, Mm -hmm. could you be doing only music part-time and as a job and the other part-time you're working at another job in five years? I think that's a very realistic job. Like, I mean, 
you could work in a cover band and make uh, easily in a weekend 300 bucks, you mm-hmm. know, uh, oh, yeah. 300 bucks, maybe even 500 or $700 if you're pretty sweet at your chops and you can learn music. So that means that it means seven days a week you are learning new music. Um, if you can get good at that, fantastic. That is a career. Some of, uh, some of bands that I know that is their part besides their original act, you probably know pretty enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, and they, they have their, uh, they have their day job, which their day job is casino gigs to go and make their scratch. And that's how they have houses and survive. And they are a great casino band. And that's such a whole other circuit. So, I mean, you look at it in that way that they are professional musicians. They are as high, high caliber as you can be, mm-hmm. um, then there's the, or you could be a teacher. And that's how I supplement my income is I am a teacher. So I work part-time as a teacher so that I can, uh, I can go and have someone to yell at. Right. And then, <laughs> of, to be clear, a vocal instructor. A vocal right. instructor. Right. But yeah. But uh, uh, I, I teach a lot of different things. I teach guitar and sometimes bass and songwriting. And I've even done rhythm lessons. It just, it depends on the individual because most of the time I think people, uh, they just want to play music and have have it part of their life, right? You know, but but the the guys who are my more prestigious are coming to me for voice lessons. They are like specifically my voice students. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so, great. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, any new plans or um, gigs coming up here for the Adarna? We are we're looking forward to uh, how things might change for us. So we've got a lot of. St- a lot of stakes in the fire to go and just kind of hopefully that they will flare up from international touring with you yeah. and, uh, and, uh, also like a more national touring. So that'll, that'll be good. And we're hoping to ramp up. So we're going to start working with a new agency. So mm-hmm. we'll, um, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. How did that come about? The new, uh, agency? Ah, I had to blow so many people. It all comes <laughs> back. It all it. comes back to blow Story job. of my life. By the way, we're, go back to that, that, what, what do you have to be good at? Blow jobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Forget uh, practicing guitar. Just work on, work on your prison lips. Uh, Speaking of that, have you seen that that movie Get Hard? <laughs> they have this one scene where they're like, "We can't get you, we can't make you tougher, so we have to teach you how to, how to basically how to go down on someone." And so you just see this Will Ferrell with a penis pressing up against his face, and he's like, "No, oh no, that was hilarious." I okay, have to see right. that movie. <laughs> now you got to see it. All right, the uh, all right. So what are we talking? About here? Oh no, we got way off track, which is okay. There's really no structure to any of this it's just a bullshit session <laughs> i'm just trying to think of things that i would be i would want i would want to hear from you um what, what, what did you ask originally i, I feel like i, I, I don't know I was, <laughs> I, was, I was asking about the adarna and what your uh what you got lined up oh yeah that so yeah i mean how things came about honestly research <clears throat> you were asking about how did that how did uh that new agency come about was mm-hmm. research um I wanted to loved a couple of bands when we played Bratfest over in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I I looked up there what their agency was, and I uh, I was like who is booking these bands and because uh, they are fantastic they stood out as very uh, professional to me and uh, easily accessible um, for for our band and um, I hit the I hit up the company that they represent and they were like yeah we know you guys and we've seen you at other places and I'm like. Oh, this is an easy win. <laughs> what? <Yes. laughs> the so, stars align. Yeah, I mean that's that was a really good thing. So it's a test. And I mean, like anything, you have to realize that not no one's gonna love your 
art as much as you love your art, mm-hmm. but can they love it enough that you are happy? They are helping you, and that you're happy with that. Um, but I, I never, I never believe that someone is just on the same level as you with how much you love uh, your art, and they'll never be able to do exactly what you need them to do. But they might come close. They might come like a good solid seventy percent. You're like, that really helped, and I can fill in the other, you know, thirty percent myself. You know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> That was a huge blowjob gesture. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, one thing that uh, I think really God, good whiskey, man. It, it's <laughs> fantastic. Thank um, you, to Dark Day, for my whiskey. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, I wanted to talk about one thing that I think really kind of brought us closer as bros and friends um, mm. was the porn jam. Yes. Can you can you explain the porn jam and what that is? Because it sounds way dirtier than what it is. It does. <laughs> uh, oh, I thought I was wearing the shirt. Uh, the uh, All-Star Porn Jam, it happens the first week of December. It's been going now the 16th year, I think, is what's coming up. And uh, I have songs that we'll discuss. And okay. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> the, um, uh, the <clears throat> and basically, it is a... All, it is a chance for you to be with the porn star members of another band that you've always wanted to be with. You're like, dude, I've been keeping my eyes on this bassist. I've been keeping my eyes on this drummer. We would never play in a band together because they have too many other things going on or I'm too busy. But for one night, for one night only, we will get together and we will rock these songs with my porn star uh, wet dreams. And that <laughs> is what the all-star porn jam is. So. Uh, this year it's, uh, the sixth and seventh, I think, mm-hmm. of December. I think that's, I think that's accurate. So it's December 6th and 7th. And, um, I would recommend coming down there. It's two days long and it's just a bunch of great bands, hundreds of bands. We all swap members and we play some pretty radical, um, cover songs. It's like two or three covers per group. And there's like 20 30 groups per night. Yeah, per night. But I mean, easily you could, <clears throat> but if you actually break it down, you go and say like, that guy's from this band, that guy's from this band, that mm-hmm. guy's from this. And, you just, and you're like looking at that and you're like, that's five bands, five separate bands represented on one stage. Yeah, and that's, that's great. And that's for one song, maybe two songs. And then they bring on somebody else. And you're like, now there's seven bands represented on the stage. I mean, what, what a great way to bring together the Seattle music scene. And that's something that uh, I think is the most positive thing. We're not supposed to be fighting each other. We're supposed to be working together. We're supposed to support this great scene. I mean, it's n- there's no other city that's like it. It's yeah. my favorite night of the year. It's a chance where I can meet hundreds of musicians in one night, see them play, interact with, hey, I'm in mm-hmm. this band. You're in that band. Great. I'll check you out. I'll like you on Facebook, mm-hmm. whatever, and formulate a a seed of a relationship and who knows what will happen in the future. Maybe you work together in the future. Maybe you'll do a gig together with his band and your band or whatever. It's great. I mean, and even sometimes it's just like, all right, that's about all I needed. I am good with working with you. (laughs) Right. I always wanted to work with you. Now that I have worked with you, I'm good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's nice because you um, you really do you get to, you get to trade members with all kinds of people. I mean, it's such a fun thing, and then you get to ask people who I feel like uh, a common thing with most uh, 
most musicians here is that we f- they do feel like they're like they're, we're alone on we're alone, mm. but we have a couple of friends. But right. you've got way more friends than that. You have more people who care about you, and when somebody cares about your band. Uh, they can care about other bands. It's not like, right. I mean, think about yourself. I mean, how many bands do you listen to a day? I mean, I listen to all kinds of music, yeah. all kinds of genres. So it's, it's like the, it it's, it it behooves us to to all work together because we as listeners can listen to anything. You know, right. um, we're we're not like you know death metal all the time, one hundred percent, never deviate. Nobody's like that. Right. We all we can all appreciate anything. Oh, there's a bunch of death metal guys that are listening to Men Without Hats. And sound and sound I'm of sure. music, man. I'm right. right there with them. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah. But cool. uh, I've noticed in the Seattle scene there's there's definitely kind of separate not cliques, but kind of genre groups. Yeah. You know, you've got like the you know, kind of the underground group, and then you've got more of the, you know, the the older veterans or seasoned guys, mm-hmm. and then you've got like the hip hop guys and all this, and it's kind of cool to see that blending of a little bit of every everything. I've noticed that a lot of the underground guys don't know about porn jam, and they they don't kind of. Uh, know what that's about and i'd love this year to introduce some of those guys to the whole experience as far as just come down and check it out it's amazing i, I, I think it's i mean one of the best ways is to i i was going with a pretty firm um stance on that you should always invite somebody new each year uh-huh. um and um I think I'm. I think I'm going to stay with that 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 concept like somebody should be new at least one person because I mean, the guy. Like, I mean, there's so much positivity about it that happens, and um, Chris McClurkin is kind of the head and founder of this, and he started this back in the old. Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Lake Lake What Lake View Lakeside Lake Lake Point. He started at the old Lake Point, oh, and yeah. so yeah, basically what happened, and here's the origin of it, uh, was that at the basically all these bands bailed on on a show, and so the. Uh, Underride was the name of the band, and Underride went and asked uh, people to just jump up and do cover songs with them. That show was packed. It was fucking packed, wall to wall. So with that idea, they were like, we should just do this all the time. <laughs> right? So all these people just came up and just played a couple of covers that they knew, and they just traded members. And then with, and this is extrapolated onto multiple days. Um, so yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a really cool thing. I I highly recommend checking it out. It is a the, one of the best things about our city. Uh, let's talk about uh, karaoke night at the rec room. <laughs> the, the night that shut it all down. Oh my god! Yeah. So, fun. <laughs> so just just to to backlog for anybody who happens to be listening, um, I owned a a bar and a little venue called the rec room, and I had rock and roll bands and beer and food and all, all kinds of good stuff. Will and the Adarna came and uh, we had a blast. They did a show, um, I think. Alabaster. My, Alabaster was on that one. And they're a great band as well. Yeah, yeah. They're no more, but they... Right. Uh, but they uh, they were they were a great band I from Chicago originally. And uh, Stacy from the Furniture Girls was in that too. So yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I definitely want to feature them on the disbanded segment because mm. I just, I I love their stuff. I still listen. Yeah. To them. So anyway, we were we we're hanging out. We did the show. 
continued to hang out after we closed and we just fired up the karaoke and went crazy for, I don't know, a couple, two, three hours. Well, it was 5 a.m. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, a, it was a while. I remember specifically like you, you've pissed because you're like, it's my fucking venue. Why do I have to go and, you know, uh, when the security guards cut forward, security guards come show up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I set the alarm for the building and um, I didn't realize that there was most motion sensors in the hallway. I thought it was just the doors. So the alarm, silent alarm went off and security showed up and they're like, what's going on here? And and kind of shut us down and then the owner or manager of the of the complex came and and gave me the riot act and shut us down at about 5 a.m while we we're all drinking and and singing karaoke and having a blast mm -hmm. and uh that was it that was the end of it after that it wasn't too much longer before i i decided to not be a venue owner anymore oh, man Man, we ruined it. No, no, no. <laughs> we screwed you guys. Sorry, that was the only, the it, last bastion of Yakima. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. It's tough to do all that six days a week, open to close, dealing with employees. I'm glad I'm not doing it anymore. My life's so much better. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I right, then you're welcome. I'm glad we. Yeah, ruined well, it for well, you. thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so just to backtrack a little bit, you were talking about uh, leaving a legacy. Um, mm -hmm. leaving some kind of footprint. That's kind of why I'm doing this is just, you know, it's like, I'm not getting music out fast enough, um, for whatever reason, Yeah. but this, I can come over, hang out with my friends, record a, you know, conversation, put it out there and I have it forever and I can True. reminisce and learn something every Not time just I, you but your listeners can too. yeah and you know maybe my kids will want to hear me bullshit and drink whiskey with you <laughs> yeah they're like damn that guy he talks a lot about sucking dick <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> i forgot about that part <laughs> why does he keep talking about that it's like his thing <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I, no just, I didn't bring it up again. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, but yeah, Lord. no, I mean, I think you're right. The the it's it's very cool um, that you are doing this. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's exactly right. And if you put it in the right places, podcasts are are following the same category of now they are immortal, right? And uh, that's great. That's leaving a legacy behind. I mean, story. I mean, the, it's so hard. Like. Looking at um, pictures of the past bands that you were in, I mean, the hours mm. that you put into it, the amount of sacrifice. Right. I mean, sure, money was involved, and it's always a lot. But I mean, that's it's it was more the 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 thing that drives you. I mean, it was it, the thing that drives me every day is not money. That's not the reason I I I, I get driven, and I'm sure it's not the reason you are. No. Um, it's yeah. definitely a factor for me just because I want to continue to do it. Well, that's it's, the reason why you get up at like 4 a.m. and the cows are like, what are you up so early for? Right. <laughs> it's the truth, man. No, I do get up at 4 in the morning, do my run, do my workout, try to strategize my day so that I can try to fit all this stuff. I seriously within. go to bed at like 3 or 4 in the morning. <laughs> I can't I'm the 100% opposite. I mean, right now, I'm amazed you're standing up. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, I've been looking forward to this all day. So I, I put in, I put in seventy two and a half hours this week at work. 
And Jesus. yeah, Monday through Saturday. And I'm like, wow, am I really going to be able to go to Seattle? Yes, I'm going to do it. And it. I feel 100% right now, feel great. And I'm really happy that we're having this conversation. Totally. So. Uh, excellent. Can I can I get you another another tot scotch more? Yeah, I think I I think He's, I want a little more. All right. Uh, let's let's take a short yeah. break. Short break. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. It's a Tony Joe show. Hey. <laughs> no, me. I Tony was, is from the, the Simpsons. <laughs> I was with my cousin Sean from the band Stereo Creeps, and we did a little podcast. And there was constant. We were just we kept doing that just. Over and over again. It was so fun. Just like, hey, it's a <laughs> I might make that a bumper for my for my podcast because it's so good. It's so hilarious. Cool. <laughs> so what else is going on with you, man? Well, um, the I mean the next the next couple of couple of things I've been doing is just just trying to. I don't know, man. I I, I wish I had a, a firm plan, but I but I've I've actually left some room for some flex mm-hmm. you know what i mean like some right because i can keep going on the avenue that i've been going which is working it's just it's not to the avenue of the speed that i want right you know i want to i want to see progression faster um and i have come made you drink uh, i have come to realize that uh, a career is about time and not so much about as much about talent, but it's like, how long do you keep being the one who's constantly grinding and being there? Uh, the more that you're there, in that sh- people start to recognize you. They're like, oh, there's that band I kept seeing. It's it's brand recognition. I've been preaching yeah. this for years. Yeah. Uh, longevity is the key to success. Yeah. You yeah. know, if you can stick it out, if you can power through, if you can continually put out product, there's no way you're not going to get better. There's no way that. Mm-hmm. Less people are going to know who you are, yeah. and appreciate what you do. Yeah, and the, and the hard part is because you do feel like sometimes you're not getting the reward for the amount of effort you have put in there. So, um, I am venturing in because just like you, I, I reach out to people who are the um, are at a, a level in their career that I most admire, mm-hmm. and. Then there's a level of a, a career where I have no clue how to do that. And so that means I have to just throw shit at a board and just see if it sticks. So that means I, we – and this has been kind of the motto for the Adarna for ages is let's just try it. Let's see what happens. Right. Um, and as a result, we do a lot of unconventional things that are not what you'd expect of just a typical – um, typical rock band, you know, genre jumping, you know, from the way we pre- present ourselves, the way the accessibility we make for ourselves on networks and social networks. And, um, but also like even like our, our tour vehicle, like those, those kind of things just are, are not, um, the way other bands are doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess, I guess to say that is to say that we're trying something new and, I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work and I'm hesitant to go and go and be like all gung ho because I'm the fact that we are now skating in new territory that I have never been in um in a band that I I I'm part of. It's always been if if anything ever major happened to me it was because I was part of something that I wasn't steering the ship. Right. And as a result I can't tell you how it happens. I can just be like I was there. I don't know how that happened and um now I would like I would like something bigger than anything I've ever done before to happen. What that is is incredibly vague, and I don't know. <laughs> but right. I, but I know that you cast a lot of lines and you and stick a lot of sticks in the fire, and you just you know 
you one will pay off um and then you keep trying to you focus on your craft that's all you can do um and make time for that you know? yeah that's awesome i know so as what's going on i don't know <laughs> a lot <laughs> but i can tell you in the meantime things that are also going on i've i've, I've joined uh, a, a band called death by overkill and that's been a, a real great thing for me because I've always wanted to understand other instruments. Like I didn't understand how a bass works. You know, you being a bass player, you know, not primarily a bass player, but uh, uh, many bass players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, sorry, ma- many different instruments. I've seen you play tons of shit. Um, th- learning another instrument te- makes you better at period. Right. Makes you of better at period. So the – so um, – I wanted that because I was like, luckily when we were doing porn jam, mm-hmm. Stacy was Stacy furniture girls was nice enough to actually be like, yeah, I know you really want to learn how to play bass. <laughs> and I was like, please, please. And she's like, fine. She took pity on me and she let me try it. Oh, I fucking loved it. It was so cool. What a great way it's to think about so things. So fun. I mean, when 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 I I I I'm a heavy melody person. I think a melody first and foremost, mm-hmm. but rhythm comes to me second secondary. Um, uh, and, and so the, so with that being said, it was, it was just a nice way to start changing the way I think about things. And now I want to, I, now I'm, I'm so, so adamant to look for other kinds of rhythms and other kinds of ways to deliver things. It's even changed the way I sing because of playing bass. Oh, wow. You know, because now I'm like, well, a bass player would be going boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, so I need to be singing something like a, you know, like, I mean, it'll, yeah. <laughs> it'll change the way I sing because I'm thinking of now I'm aware of a bass player where I don't know how many times I've seen in a recording studio where somebody's a bass player is going to do, 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 do. And someone goes, is that what you're playing? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew you played it like that. Wow. That's really cool. And, and, and you, you could just, you could feel all bass players in the world just go, asshole yeah <laughs> yeah no i actually started out playing bass in my very first band i was uh, i played bass and, and sang and then i put it down for like 15 years really didn't touch it except for recording um then when i joined thunderhound or formed thunderhound um Picked it up again, and it was like putting on a nice pair of old jeans. It was great. Yeah. So liberating, a, so fun. You seem very, very comfortable with it. Uh, I love it. You know, and you're one of my – you're you're definitely like a, a person I, I – my, the only thing I was I was ever bummed about was like there was so much sound coming off the stage that I'm mm-hmm. like I really want to know what the fuck Tony's doing because it's like there's like it's, it's all, all show no go. Oh, I want to I want to <laughs> hear it because you're 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 doing some amazing shit. <laughs> you're jumping around and playing stuff. So I would uh, I was like hmm I feel like if we if we can get rid of one guitar I can just really hear that right. or or it could be just you and a drummer. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be, be it. Would be a that disaster, would be, but it would be very entertaining. Because I mean, I, I think I'd really <laughs> like that. I've seen, I've seen some. I mean, what is that? Animals, animals as uh, in cars, or no animals as people? Or there's a band that's just like. A, do you know who I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals love cars, or like I, animals and cars, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, I, just, I think I booked them, or or something. Really? Talk, oh, okay. yeah, there's just like a. It's just like a bass player and a drummer and. And uh, I, um, I think there's a guitar player, but really the bass player is like he's got 
like four strings and then he's got additional strings which he plays the guitar so he's like (laughs) (laughs) their primary gig from what i've understood has been playing musicians institutes oh really like you're that good huh wow well that's probably nobody that's super annoying (laughs) wow crazy Mm -hmm. wow so um, animals in cars. I think it's in cars. Animals in cars. I'll have to check them out. Maybe, maybe. I or all your listeners that. would be like, "Fucking asshole!" Yeah, all two it's, of it's them. It's animals love cars. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> let's uh let's uh bring Stacy over and Ooh. let's let's chat with her a bit. Yes, we're gonna make this a a big fat long one. Big trio. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. Hey, Stacy, how are you? I'm good. Tony, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy that you decided to join us. Well, you guys pretty much forced me, so... Yes, it's, 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 it's it pronounced would... vaginas. I was trying to stay out of it, but... <laughs> but, uh, but here I am, because, you know, I'm a giver. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, would, would you like the softer sound? I'm good. <laughs> so... Maybe I should take it because it's not for beginners. <laughs> this is my first time on a seat. So tell me what you're all about. I'm getting really loosey-goosey That's right so now. so vague, Tony. Can you dial it in a little? Okay. You're the lead singer of okay. the Furniture Girls. I am uh, the lead throat of Furniture Girls. That's the official title. Okay. So uh, Furniture Girls has been my baby for a little more than 10 years now. Um and it's uh it's been uh, the driving force for what I do, mm-hmm. and um, still going strong and writing new stuff as we speak like crazy and uh, with eyes fixed on. Dare I say it publicly? A European tourcation possibly mm-hmm. in the next two years. Boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I want well, I want just everybody to, just to stop everybody yeah. right now. I do have a passport. Okay. And I, I do have liberties on taking time off from my job. Excellent. No problem. Since I've already kind of put it out there that possibilities of me leaving for a few weeks. Excellent. Will happen. I, I want people to understand the word tourcation. This is by, <laughs> this is by no means like a we've made it. We're going to go play Europe because people love us. No, this is like we want to go and like see Europe and then also play some shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the perfect way to design it. Yeah. I'm I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted I have never been to Europe. Yep. I've never been outside uh pretty much North America. Right. So I'm uh, looking forward to taking that opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's it, it changes everything. It's it's very different. Uh, going over and playing in another country. I mean, it'll. I mean, <laughs> they interpret music in such a different way than we interpret it. Um, it'll hand it'll hand you your ass to to really uh, see how the, how much. I mean, for example, just even on the coast, uh, uh, go f- going from west coast to east coast. Uh, they like rock and roll here. They really do. Mm-hmm. They fucking love rock and roll on the East Coast. Really? I, I've even noticed the difference because I've only really gone up and down the coast yeah. from Seattle, Washington, Oregon, Idaho to Southern California. Oh, you're from Seattle? Oh, my God. This is crazy. This is cool. So what's – tell me all about Kurt Cobain and your times with him. And, you know, just that whole like – 
<laughs> mystique. Read about between the lines, Seattle musicians. Get out of Seattle. Oh, yeah. Go tour somewhere else. Even those bands that made it huge made it huge when they left this town. Right. I, I actually want I want to add to that. Um, me being from central Washington and my my little pattern is Spokane, Seattle, Portland, Idaho, wherever I can reach within about four to five hours drive time. I notice 90 to 95 percent of the Seattle bands kind of just work the Seattle market. They kind of just go from Everett to Tacoma to Seattle to Bellevue or whatever, the east side. Um, Are there venues over here? Yeah, you know there is. There's one. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit right now. But I do notice that there's not a lot of people that are coming over towards us. Mm. And there's there's a ton of fantastic venues and bands. We need to know about those. Right. I mean, obviously, I I introduced you to Wally's House of Booze. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I love, 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 love that place. Oh, my God. Who doesn't? Ando is amazing. He's such a great dude. Everything that they do at that club is fantastic. He's on my short list for podcasts because <laughs> I love that guy and I love what he's doing um, single-handedly. Well, you come out to the Adarna show to go and see it in October. And- I just may do that. Is it October or November? Oh, shit. I think it's November 9th. Yes. Because- see, ladies and gentlemen, when I was not on the microphone, I was actually date-checking for them, so I was doing better behind the scenes. <laughs> right. You need to be my producer. <laughs> Uh, November 9th. You yeah. are absolutely right. Yeah, that's the day I leave for California. Ow. Some bullshit, Tony. Yeah, I know. But... I was going to say, that's right, because I was going to have you fucking play with us. I know, I totally would, <laughs> I but a, uh, I got to take like, my kids Dar. to Disneyland. Well, was... you can't compete with Disney, really. Right. I... Ando's awesome. Wally's is great. Right. Mickey trumps it all, yeah. right? <laughs> but yeah, no, my kids are at the age to where, like, if I don't take them... By next year, they're going to be like, Dad, I don't really give a fuck, man. I just want to play my Xbox. So <laughs> that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, you got to get them hooked when they're young, and then they'll love it forever. Yeah, we took them, I think, uh, six years ago, and it was fantastic. And this is kind of, I think, our last time to take the boys down there and really let them be children um, before it's too late. And before I, they have to go to... I'm, so I'm already losing college. my oldest one. He's in love with this beautiful girl oh, and the whole thing. And he's 14 and she's pushing 17. And... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. 14 to 17 year old. The weird. apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I if we don't end up leaving that day, I will definitely come up to Wally's because um, I do need to make an excuse to get up there to talk to Ando and do this. That'd be great. Because I, I love that guy. I love his venue as well as like Spokane and everything that's going on over there. Like Spokane is my, my uh, evaluation of Spokane is when the Seattle scene kind of died down in 94, kind of settled down a bit. I think Spokane kind of picked up the slack, and I think Spokane's kind of been going ever since. Then everybody's been super greedy because I'm not aware of the venues out there. Like, there's I, not a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's like, not a lot. There's the big boys. Um, there's um, the Knitting Factory, which right. is super tough to get in if right. you're not that's a local. Like nationals. The Viking is still doing stuff. What about the Big Dipper? The Viking the Big is Dipper just recently is kind of... now doing stuff again because they closed for a while yeah. and then reopened. And... Right. Um, I would I would definitely suggest the Big Dipper. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love that place. I love the owners. I love Big Dipper. Uh, Good to know. Yeah, it's that's definitely where I would suggest. I'll actually send them a message and and tell them they need to get you guys in there. Awesome. Um, you will love it. We just played a show, one of our last sh- Thunderhound shows um, this year in May. Uh, we did a show with uh, the what are they called? Oh my God! The I'm, evil cunts. The evil cunts. <laughs> no, they were called uh, uh, the Native Howl, and they're a thrash grass band. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Thrash grass. So it's it's like, like bluegrass, bluegrass thrash. and thrash metal. That sounds awesome. They they were awesome, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of tell tell you a story here. So we're in there, we're setting up. It's it's just a great venue. Everybody's super nice, super cool. We see see the the headliners, the the native howl, and they're super nice dudes, very very cordial. We're like, hey guys, all right, you need any help? And we I think we helped them get some of their gear in. And I'm walking out to to my truck. Um, coincidentally, the lead singer of the native howl is is just walking beside me. He's going to his truck. Um, as we walk past the line of, of kids and adults um, to get into the venue, I notice uh, one of the kids is like, that's the guy. That's the guy. Oh, my God, that's the guy. And the uh, the singer just kept on walking. He was pretty frustrated because of uh, they didn't have a very good first seven days on their tour. It was pretty rough for them, apparently, from what I understood. Mm. And I, I turned to him like, dude, you're the guy. You're the, you're the fucking guy, man. That's great. That's awesome. You are – that kid came here to see you. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. When I said that, this guy, I don't remember his name, the singer, completely opened up. He was like, Hey man, how you doing? And and really kind of <clears throat> lost a lot of that weight that he had on him from whatever happened previously. And perspective is everything. I I think so. Like I was really impressed that this kid was so much like, oh my god, that's the guy. That's the guy from the music video. And this guy was, you know, focused on what he was doing. He wasn't rude. He was just focused and. And I kind of brought his attention to that kid. I'll tell you, and some, some people don't don't feel like uh, um, they feel like it's rude to go and actually draw attention to you. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe like when you're like a hyperstar celebrity, maybe it is. But most of the time, I think people are just kind of into the mentality that it's it's bad to go and say like that. You're the guy. You're the guy from the music video that I've been watching. Like, so they'll keep it themselves. And you're the guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> totally. You know, it was it was pretty awesome, and you know, he kind of, I think that made him kind of turn the corner. And they had a fantastic show. All the guys and their whole crew were fantastic. Their performance was mind blowing. Um, if you ever get a chance to see them, like their Facebook page, whatever you need to what do. Was the name of them again? The Native Howl. The Native Howl amazing bunch of dudes amazing band i was it was an honor i actually took a huge pay cut to do that show um because of what they're doing is so unique and so cool Hmm. like oh my god i gotta do it i gotta do it i don't care and it's nice that you got to experience that very real moment though because i think every musician who plays out has that at one point or another 
you want to um, you want to put on the best show that you can. You want to entertain people, but you do get in your head, and if things aren't going as you expect or things aren't going your way, mm -hmm. you could get moody, you could get withdrawn, you could get sullen, you could be like just thinking about how stuff didn't go the way you wanted, but really the goal is to make people have a good time, mm -hmm. and you can lose sight of that pretty quickly. So that was a pretty cool moment that you got to witness where you were able to help see that, make sure that guy saw that, hey, focus on the point. You're here to give people a good time and yeah. you are doing it. Yeah, and, and it was weird that of that whole experience, that whole day, that whole pain in the ass, 13 hour, you know, blow the trailer, blah, da, 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 da. The moment that is crystallized in my memory is that kid saying, that's awesome. It's really, it's really true. I mean, um, just to just to play off that a little bit more, like one of the one of the best things about the Adarna is we're very fortunate enough that I have been many people's first band, first mm -hmm. band, the very first band they ever been, and that remi reminds me all the time. You cannot pull punches. You cannot not give it your all. Mm -hmm. When you get there, you're tired. You're exhausted. You're cranky. You're hungry, whatever the hell you are, and and you are not allowed to pull punches because somebody out there it's their first show or their first time seeing you, mm -hmm. and if you pull back, they're going to always have this weak sauce memory of you, you know, <laughs> or this weak sauce memory of how music is. Uh, yeah, I went and saw a live show, but that's nothing like Taylor Swift. You ever felt that like an, a real amp blowing off your chest and nearly hitting you in the lower, like the kick drum, like hitting you in the chest because mm -hmm. you're that close to the stage? You're like, you haven't felt a stage yet. Or will you smell like 15 people because you're like pushing in the pit? <laughs> the distillers. <laughs> you know? So I mean, like until you felt that, you know, you don't feel like you're you're alive and, and like you've, you've experienced that. And some of these really polished shows that are just very far back and, you know, you pay – $120 to go see U2, which is granted. It's going to be a great show or, or Muse or some enormous band. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 the live shows of the local bands, that's where you could see something that will change your life. You know? Absolutely. And Absolutely. That's, and, and, but, but as an artist, we owe it to everybody to never pull a punch. We're not allowed to. You're not allowed to pull back. You're not allowed to be afraid because for that person – it costs them so much money to get there. You got to think about the the, co the, co the cost of door admission, the cost for drinks, the cost for the parking, the cost to go for the babysitter. Everybody paid fucking sixty dollars to get there, and for you to get be afraid, they want you to succeed. You you, you gave dude a valuable wake up call on that because that's a great yeah. thing to remember. And I can't tell you how many times. I personally have probably turned off a lot of people because I haven't kept that very thing in mind. You know, I know Furniture Girls played out in uh, Yakima, like the sports center, and there was like a handful of people there. And right. it gets discouraging when you have no one to play to or people aren't paying attention. And, and I've gotten moody and like turned my back and like laid down on the stage and done some stupid crap in my youth, you know. But that's not Who helping anybody. <laughs> and, and Will makes an excellent point. Like you – you play to no one the same way you would be to a room full of people. That's Absolutely. what you should do. Absolutely, that that. But it's a hard it's a hard it's discipline hard. to be, a, to to learn. Be you just have to remember you, what you were like. And uh, I was very. I learned as opposed to you guys. I learned about the music industry very late. Like I I I didn't actually like 
understand music until I was maybe twenty. That's crazy. I think um, you. I think you understand but, it but way I mean, more than I do. Well, but I mean, I'm, I've, I've I've had good teachers, and and even I felt myself a blossom as a musician being around. Again, I surround myself with people who I who I really trust. But even being around Stacy more often, like she will bring out stuff that uh, that she'll make me focus on things that I haven't focused on, or you show me a song that you you really like or something you're working mm-hmm. on, and I, it makes me pay attention because your love for it and then as a result i i'm 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 a leech i'm a mm-hmm. fucking leech and i'm just like fucking sucking it off of you ladies and gentlemen you heard it here first will just admitted to being a leech being a, i'm fucking sucking people off left and right. but i mean it's but i mean it's really true like i mean you get you give somebody somebody a, a little bit of your uh your your attention and maybe they can extrapolate on that. Maybe they can actually. I think a sponge is a more flattering term. Why can't I suck things off? Right? I thought that was, I thought it was quite poignant. I went to school in London. Don't you understand? This This is the Queen's English that I've just spoken. <laughs> Sucking it off. Uh, to go back to the, um, the uh, giving it your all on stage. Um, yeah. I had an experience like that. I, uh, Five people paid to get in to the Ash Street Saloon in Portland, Oregon, which is unfortunately (laughs) no more. Um, But uh, we got a gig there. It was a uh, Saturday. I think it was a Sunday night. It was was an off off night. So like five people came in the door um, paying. Um, We we had this motto of like you give it 100%. You are going to play like you're playing in front of a stadium full of people, even if even though there's five people there. So we did. We did it. We fucked up left and right, you know, because you don't have that energy from the crowd. But we're still trying. We're still giving it our all. We pack up our shit. I, I actually, in the middle of the set, I caught one of my pedals and ripped half my pedals off my pedal board. So I'm kind of like putting things together while the song's going and trying to sing and play at the same time. It was, it was a real nightmare. Um, but by the end of the set, we finished pretty strong, uh, put our things away. And as I'm l- going out to get the truck to um, load our gear out, I come to find out that one of the guys in the audience was a owner of a Oceanside Bar. A bar right right off the the ocean. Um, he wanted to hire us for a weekend of entertainment. You never know. And you never know who's in the audience. It was it was very profitable for us. Hotel, all the food, all the drinks we wanted. Um, very fair pay per band member, and we ended up doing that two to three times. And we made quite a bit of money from that one performance where we were like, 100%, guys, 100%, let's go. Mm -hmm. And the Ash Street show was fun, even though we had our issues. And then the two gigs we got from that show were mind-blowing, and we will remember them forever. It's pretty crazy. So it's, no, you're you're right. Like everything that you do, something comes from it. That's the great lesson for the young musicians out there. Don't get angsty. Don't get discouraged if there isn't a huge audience. You never know who's going to be standing there. Always give it your all. It mm-hmm. could be a uh, it could be a fan. It could be a promoter. It could be something. I mean, all these 
all the shows that I've ever seen some progression happen is because and I was reminded of the guys I was like I can't see it now I don't know but I can tell you the the from something something will happen mm-hmm. because nothing we all know what happens if you don't do shit if you sit in your studio and you don't do shit oh my god nothing happens but if you try something just fucking try something something could happen and more than likely you'll make a friend you'll you'll uh, you'll learn a new skill i mean i learned i've never seen a show yet to this day that i didn't learn something like mm-hmm. not even just playing a show but oh seeing something god. Like I, I go to shows and I will go, not only will I be like, that was fucking cool. Or I will go, That's what not never to do. <laughs> fucking do that. Yeah. That is not what to do. And if someone, if I hear somebody say something like, you know what we should really do? Let's add a gong on stage. I'm like, nope. I've seen it before. It does not fucking work. <laughs> you know? no, 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 no. I got this idea. Yeah, I got your idea. But I've seen about 50 years of experience of other people doing it on a gong. Really? really 50? It's, yeah. I'm talking about an accumulation because that guy who was on the stage hit it with a gong had 50 years <laughs> behind him and i was like it didn't work so <laughs> i really identify with what you're saying there i i have a big issue with um in previous bands where band members will be like man that gig man that gig sucked that gig sucked there's no such thing yeah. as a gig that sucks you're right you learn something you le- you learn like oh Okay, so we shouldn't play this particular bar, but there's a bar right next door that's so packed and crazy and they're loving it. So what I'm going to do is after we play this show, we'll get the contact information for that that venue and we'll play that show. There's always something to learn. There's always an experience you're never going to have without doing that. I mean, it can even be about your band members. You're like, oh, I just yeah. learned that my band member can't, can't tour because he needs a soft pillow every night and and or six towels or six towels yeah she's got a fucking band member that needs six towels that's annoying i i also (laughs) i also think it's important to remember that if you have an assessment at the beginning of the night not to let that Mm -hmm. rule the whole night you could think it's a shitty gig in the beginning and just turn your back on the whole night and be like, oh, this is a crappy gig and like have a crappy attitude about it, but it can turn around. Okay, guys, that was it. That was the first half of my conversation with Will and Stacy. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play a song from Will's band, The Adarna. This is their latest release called Gift of the Gab. I would really appreciate it if you guys could go out there, check out the video on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, check it out. This is the Adarna with Gift of the Gab. Money while you're 